Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God, He set me free. Glory to God, He set me free. Glory to God, He set me free. Hallelujah. When we praise the Lord, it is a rebuke of every lying devil that has told us we are in bondage, that has told us we are defeated, that has told us we can't win. I'm going to give my God praise today and thank Him for the victory that He has brought into my life. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. That's the Holy Ghost we feel right now. That's the Holy Ghost you feel right now. Glory to His name. Go ahead and praise Him a little bit. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Oh, we praise you. Oh, God, we praise you. Oh, God, we praise you. Come on, let's lift up our hands unto the Lord right now. Oh, God, we love you in this place. We worship you and only you. Oh, we praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. Come on, he is the lifter of our head. He is lifting you right now. He's lifting your faith. He's lifting your spirit. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's lifting you out of your circumstances. Yes, he is. Glory to his name. Blessed be his name. Glory to his name. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I can just keep on praising him. It feels good to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise is comely for the upright. Happy is the people whose God is the Lord. There is a river, the streams whereof make glad the city of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. My, my, my. I'm going to keep on worshiping him, but I'm going to do it in the form of teaching his word. Amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Thank you to our worship team. What a beautiful presence of the Lord we feel here today. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm glad to be home tonight. Thank the Lord and thank the Lord. And I'm so thankful for the Tree of Life Church. You just are simply the most amazing congregation. And I love each and every one of you and thank God for you. There is a revival in our midst. Amen. It's a beautiful Holy Ghost in time revival. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. There are miracles. There are miracles. I, you know, I can, I, what, what I'm loving so much is I feel God here. I feel God in this house. Hallelujah. I can feel the closeness of His Spirit. I can feel the closeness of His Spirit. He is, has brought us to the banqueting house. And His banner over us is His love. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to continue tonight in our 
Bible study series, Keys to Victorious Living. How many want to live victorious in Jesus Christ? Amen. No reason that the child of God should live in bondage, should live in fear, should live defeated, should live as though they sorrow the way the world sorrows, but the child of God is to live abundantly. Hallelujah. He has come to give you life and that more abundantly. And so we're going to continue speaking about keys to victorious living. Just to recap a little bit, uh, we've talked about the fact that uh, righteousness is a key to victorious living. Uh, righteousness is, is truly the highway that is called holiness. And, and the reason it's a highway is it, is it actually lifts you above the fray of this world. And it, it, gives, it puts you out of reach of the enemy. What gives the enemy access to us is our sin and our unrighteousness. And when we are righteous in Christ Jesus, and, and you and I are not righteous in and of ourselves, but in Jesus Christ we are made righteous and made holy. And we should walk in the power of that righteousness. And that puts us out of the devil's reach. Amen. And, uh, and so we thank the Lord that righteousness is a key to victorious living. It establishes a foundation for peace, which gives way to joy. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. And we give God the praise for that. We also talked about the need to live each day to the fullest and live one day at a time. Not to worry about tomorrow, not to regret yesterday, not to spend your time wishing couldas, wouldas, and shouldas, and worrying about what uh, ifs, ands, or buts may occur down the road, but instead live today for the Lord in his, in his grace, in his faith, in his love, in his mercy, and obedience to him, and there is victory in that. There is victory in that. Tomorrow's going to come soon enough. You don't have to worry about about what's going to happen tomorrow, just live for the Lord today, right now, and let tomorrow unfold. And God is already there working it out on your behalf. There's peace in that. Amen. There's contentment in that. Tonight we're going to talk about a key to victorious living. And um, it might sound simple, but as simple as it sounds, it so often is it's overlooked by the child of God. We're going to be talking about prayer Prayer is one of the very outstanding and most, most important keys to victorious living. Prayer is a gift from God. We should never take for granted the very fact that we can pray. I want you to understand that. You know, we, prayer is not just one among many things we could preach about or teach about. Hmm, what do I want to preach on tonight? Should I preach about Love or grace or faith or mercy or prayer. Oh, prayer, that sounds good. I'll talk about prayer. No, that's not how it works. Prayer is, prayer is when your spirit breathes. Prayer is when your spirit breathes. Your spirit breathes as you pray. So now I want you to consider why you may feel so sluggish in your spirit when you go so long without prayer. You're holding your breath. You're about to explode. You, 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 haven't, you haven't exhaled in a while. You haven't inhaled in a while. And you are suffering the consequences of that lack of 
interaction with the Lord. Prayer is when your spirit breathes. And so, so it's an inhalation and it's an exhalation. What we just what we what we experience when we're in the presence of the Lord, that you know that that refreshing that comes upon you, that joy that comes upon you. That's inhaling the presence of the Lord. That is oxygenating all the parts of your spirit, all the parts of your, even your body and your mind and your soul and all the, all the relationships that you have. That inhaling of the presence of God, the spirit of the Lord, is oxygenating and giving life to every part of your being. It's touching your finances. It's touching your, your physical man. It's touching the relationship you have with your spouse, your children, your, your parents, your coworkers. It is a total oxygenation of your whole world. It refreshes everything when you inhale the presence of the Lord. But when you inhale, make sure to exhale. And let that out. Let that, let that prayer come out. Let that, let that worship come out. Let that praise come out. Let repentance come out. Let confession come out. Let the profession of faith come out. Let prophecy come out. What are you doing? You are breathing when you pray. You're inhaling his presence. You're exhaling your response to his presence that's important to your spiritual man living you will grow cold old dead dried up if you are not praying and it is a gift from god do not look at it as a drudgery do not look at prayer as something that oh man i i i I didn't, I didn't, uh, I, I need to make sure I get my 15 minutes in or my hour in so as to check some kind of a box. No, no, no. Look at it as a gift from God that right in the middle of a war-torn day, you can actually open your mouth, give God praise, and you are, you are transported into a realm where there are miracles, signs, and wonders that come from the presence of the Lord. That's a gift, folks. That's a gift. You could be sitting in your cubicle and all hell could be breaking loose around you. And all you, get, all you have to do is say, Lord, I just want to thank you right now that you're a good God. And I give you praise for every blessing you've brought into my life. Lord, put the enemy under my feet in the name of Jesus. Refresh my mind. Renew my mind. Help me to remember that your blood has made the difference, that you paid it all. Help me to remember that with your stripes I'm healed, that no weapon formed against me can prosper you are transported into the presence of the most high God when you pray that is a gift from God prayer isn't prayer isn't some elusive thing or place or happening that you can't ever reach because you don't you don't have time for it prayer is a gift that God has given you it's a it's a, it's an avenue you can travel it's a gateway that you can walk through to find what you need from the Lord and always walk through that gate, always travel that path. Never think something isn't worth praying about. Never think, well, this isn't something I should pray about. This is common sense. You definitely need to pray about it. Usually conventional wisdom isn't quite as wise as what it it poses itself as being the wisdom that is from above is first 
is, is first pure and peaceable and gentle and easy to be entreated. And this is the peace that comes from above. Now, you and I need to understand that, that everything in our world can be and should be prayed about. Pray about it. Order my steps today, O oh Lord. Order my steps in your word. Give me direction on what I should do and where I should go. And, and, and pray without ceasing. Don't stop praying for a thing. Pray for your loved ones. Pray for your children. Pray for your family members. Pray for your friends. Pray for all things. The Bible said, I will that men pray everywhere. Lifting up holy hands without wrath, without doubting. Just keep on praying. It is a gift from the Lord. Now, there are hindrances to prayer. Sometimes there's a hindrance of prayer that people feel unworthy to pray. Perhaps they have something unresolved in their spirit. And they know that that, that is something wrong. Something that they did wrong. Or something that they've been entertaining in their thought processes. And they can't get past the idea that they don't have a right to pray. Or maybe they've got to deal with this and that before they can pray. Well, you need to deal with that then. Get that out before the Lord and say, God, I need you to cleanse me and wash me and purify me and, and create in me a clean heart, renew in me a right spirit. If you have ought against a brother or a sister, you need to get that under the blood tonight, right now. I might have an altar call before I start the rest of my Bible study. Get that out of your spirit. You don't want the trumpet sounding with some kind of a ought against your brother or your sister. You don't want that. Hanging over you when you stand before God in judgment. That's serious business. Let's look at the word of the Lord. Matthew chapter 6. The word of the Lord says this in verse 9. Actually, we're going to read from verse number 5. When thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. For they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Their reward is that they were seen of men. That's their reward. Now that doesn't mean you cannot pray out loud or you cannot pray in public. What it means is you are not to pray for the purpose of being seen of men. And so when that is your purpose, that's your reward. You get a few people that notice and, and there you go. Hope you enjoyed that. Verse number 6, but thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father, which is in secret. Your Father is in secret, and your Father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. So your reward will not be men observing or paying homage or applauding your uh, your devotion but your reward will be a reward that comes from your heavenly father and, and and the more spiritually mature you are the more you understand that you would much rather have a reward that comes from God than a reward that comes from the applause or praise of man amen when you pray use not vain repetitions as the heathens do this is referring to don't just keep reciting things 
that people have mapped out for you to recite and they become meaningless over time. They don't come from the heart. God hears heart talk. That's what God hears. God doesn't hear vain repetition. That it deep calleth unto deep. So the deep of you touches the deep of God. That's a scriptural principle. The deep of you touches the deep of God. The shallow of you doesn't touch the deep of God. But the deep of you touches the deep of God. So when you cry, that's why, that's why you often hear us say, cry unto the Lord. And the scripture often is saying, cry out unto the Lord. Cry aloud, spare not, shout with the voice of triumph. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. What is the psalmist doing? <laughs> he's, he's telling you how to take what is down deep on the inside of you. And let that emerge from your mouth because that's what will touch the depth of the nature of God. That's what God hears. He hears the deep of us. So cry out to God. I love Psalm 34 that said, This poor man cried and the Lord heard him. And delivered him out of all his troubles. I don't know where that poor man was. I don't know where that poor man lived. I don't know how many people had ignored that poor man. I don't know how, how long it had been since that man had been poor. I don't know what made that man a poor man. But I know this. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him. His congressional representative may not have heard him. But the Lord heard him. God forbid, but even the church folks might not have heard him. But the Lord heard him and delivered him out of all his troubles. Hallelujah. That's what happens when you cry unto the Lord. Hallelujah. I love the old song that said, I cried to the Lord from the deep miry clay. Hallelujah. And he brought me out to golden day. Hallelujah. He put a song in my soul to stay. A song of his praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He said, don't use vain repetitions. This practice of using vain repetitions comes from the heathen. It comes from the heathen. It, it's something that they think that the more that they chant it or the more that they say it, that it will, it will somehow get the attention of a deity. That is heathenistic praying. Pray in the secrecy of of. The closet of prayer, we refer to it proverbially as the closet of prayer. That, that simply means you don't do it for the approval of people, but you do it for the approval of God. And you reach out unto the Lord in prayer. He goes on to say, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. You know, that's something I have to hear every now and then. As a preacher, you got to make sure it's not how much you speak, it's what you say. Hallelujah. Y'all remind me of that when we get a little past 8 o'clock. Amen. Much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them. For your Father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask Him. Before you ask Him. He already knows what you need. And yet you are to ask Him. But before you ask him, he already knows what you need. But when you ask him, it releases him to release it into your life. Hallelujah. So he said, after this manner, therefore, pray ye. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Now this, of course, gives us a beautiful pattern wherewith to pray. But but it also teaches us the things we're supposed to be praying about. You need to be praying that the will of God be done in earth as it is in heaven. We don't pray after the lusts of our flesh. We don't pray that God satisfy all of our wants and all of our desires. Our wants and our desires are so far from being the right thing that needs to be done. So we pray that the will of God be done in earth as it is in heaven. We pray thy kingdom come. That's what we need to be praying over our nation right now. Our nation is, is, as you know, I don't have to tell you, our nation is so polarized, so divided, so broken up in so many areas. And, and, and God forbid we just look at it from a distance and, and wish it were different or criticize. We are, our power is not in our criticism. Our power is in our prayer. Hallelujah. What bothers me so badly is when people will say concerning some of the violence that, that, that erupts in our society, they'll say, don't bother sending thoughts and prayers because thoughts and prayers has become a catchphrase that means we wish it would not have happened and we hope that it won't happen again. But, but, but in the process, people have misunderstood the power of prayer. They don't realize that we're not just thinking and, and, and wishing and hoping. We have to get on our face and say, oh, God, in the name of Jesus, move on our nation and move on our communities and move in our families and move on our, on our government and move upon the leadership of both parties and all parties. Move upon their hearts, Lord, and bring us as a nation to you. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. That's, that covers so much. Give us this day. That goes back to what we talked about in the last Keys to Victorious Living. This day. Give us this day our daily bread. I'm not worried about tomorrow's daily bread. But I, I need you to give me everything I need today. What I need for this moment, give this day our daily bread. And when you pray that kind of a prayer, God is going to supply all your needs according to his riches and according to his glory. Hallelujah. Forgive us our debts. I love this part of it because every one of us needs to pray this prayer. Don't ever become haughty and believe that you don't have a debt inside of you you and i live indebted to the grace and the mercy of god i'm going to tell you ladies and gentlemen if it, it, it we have to always remember that it is because of his mercy and not because of our goodness that we are able to be saved it is not because we are good that we are saved it is because he is good that we are saved it is not because we are just it is because he is just and and when you truly get 
caught up in his goodness and his justness and his love and his mercy, it will change you and it will turn you into a person that desires holiness, that desires righteousness, that desires peace, that desires joy, and you won't have to have somebody come force you to live right because you'll be in love with the Lord. And when you're in love with the Lord, you want to live right. Hallelujah. Forgive us our debts. Praise God. Thank God we can pray that prayer. Forgive us our debts. My goodness. And here he is. He just washes them clean. Forgive us our debts. Washes them clean. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. My goodness. That's why you were worshiping a moment ago. When you were saying freedom, freedom, no more shackles, no more chains, no more bondage, I am free. That's the freedom that you were shouting about. The fact that he washed your sins away and forgave your debts, he gave you freedom. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. You have to forgive. You must forgive. And forgiveness is the most beautiful thing a Christian can do. Forgive. You, you and I receive such a beautiful revelation when God loves us. How many are just in awe of the fact that God loves you? We need to be in awe of that. I'm not worthy to be loved. I'm not worthy to be loved and God loves me. He knows everything about me and he still loves me. He knows everything I've ever said, thought, done, wanted to do, and he loves me. And he loves you. He knows you better than you know yourself. All your ups, your downs, your ins, your outs, your, your bad things, your good things. And he loves you. That is amazing. And you still, have not, you still have not experienced the depth of his love when you receive his love. The depth of his love is most understood when you give his love. When you actually forgive someone, you forgive your debtors. I saw someone say the other day, forgive, forgive those who hurt you because, because you have to. And then the statement said, and remember, it's not for them, it's for you. People were shouting about this, and I had a problem with it. Because that's still not the love of God. That's not the love of God. It's, it's true. You're the one who, who gets healed when you forgive. You're the one that, that puts away the toxic beverage when you, when you forgive someone. You stop drinking in all that bitterness and all that resentment. But, but, but we're not even just forgiving for ourselves. We forgive to heal them and to heal us. We should rejoice that they are healed when we forgive them. We release them from their debt the way Jesus released us from our debt and we give God the praise and the glory for it when Jesus said father forgive them for they know not what they do he wasn't doing that just for himself he was doing it for them he rejoiced that he could forgive them and so the statement was don't forgive for them forgive for what it's going to do for you and, and I, I take issue with that we have to be spiritually mature about that we forgive because of what it's going to do for others. 
We should be eager to forgive. We should be excited about forgiving. The fact that he forgave us, it ought to so incentivize us to walk out into this world and say to anybody and everybody who has ever hurt us, I forgive you and I forgive you and I forgive you and I forgive you. And every time you do that, you're striking a blow to the chains that bind them. And it was because of their chains that bound them that they hurt you. It's because of the pain in their life that they hurt others. It's because of the brokenness in their heart that they hurt others. When you forgive them, you heal them. Hallelujah. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. It's simultaneous. And and you say, man, that just seems so hard. That's why he said to pray about it. And when you pray about it, you're saying, Lord, give me the strength to forgive. Lord, put forgiveness in me. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, let me forgive them the way you forgave me. I love when Jesus said this new law I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Did you know that's how you have to love people? The way God loves you? How many times has God, how many times has God cut you off because of your mistakes and failures? So then why do you feel so easy to cut others off because of their mistakes and failures? You love them the way Christ has loved you. That's when you will truly experience the love of Jesus Christ in your life. Forgive us our debts. And and while you're forgiving us our debts, I'm forgiving those who have trespassed against me. Thank the Lord. And notice what he said. Lead us not into temptation. How do we handle temptation? We pray about it. Lord, give me strength. Lord, give me victory over every temptation that the enemy would bring against me in Jesus' name. Start your day with prayer. Lord, protect me from the wiles of the devil. Protect me from the vice of the adversary. Protect me from every stumbling block that comes into my path. Deliver me now in the name of Jesus. You've got to pray a hedge of protection concerning the temptations that may befall befall you. But deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. So be it. Amen. Notice what he goes on to say. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Are you all ready for verse 15? Put on your helmet, your shoulder pads, your steel-toed boots, because here it comes. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. All right, now we're all going to have to come to the altar here in just a moment. Lord, forgive me for holding against others what they have done against me. Hallelujah. Now, forgiveness, what is forgiveness? Forgiveness of a person, that doesn't mean that you have to trust them to the point of anchoring yourself to them. For instance, you don't have to co-sign on a house with them. You don't have to make them the executor of your will, but you do have to love them. And you have to release them from the debt that they had owed you by virtue of the offense they brought against your life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And, and you may th- think that that seems hard. Prayer makes it possible. 
prayer takes you into the realm of the Holy Ghost that you otherwise cannot go. You cannot go there by your own abilities or willpower. Prayer takes you into the realm of forgiving others. Prayer takes you into the realm of having faith in God. Prayer takes you into the realm of overcoming temptation. Prayer takes you into the realm of being faithful to your spouse and to your family. Prayer takes you where your flesh cannot go. And, and I love what Brother Anthony Mangan says about prayer. I love this. He said, prayer can go anywhere God can go. And prayer can do anything God can do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You need to know that. You need to understand that about prayer. You, when, you, when you pray, you're not praying a wish list. You're not just throwing stuff up in the air and hoping something might come true. You're not talking to Santa Claus. You're not, you're not saying, well, I want this and I want a red wagon and I want you to get me this. No, no, that's not what you're, you're, you're praying. And as you're praying, you're saying thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Give us this day our daily bread. These are the things I need. I believe it is your will. These are the things I'm asking for. I want you to bring pre peace into my home. I want you to restore my relationship. God, I want you to bring peace to my mind. And as you're praying it, it is done. You're not praying it like, I hope, I hope, I hope, I wish, I wish, I wish. Maybe this time it'll work. No, no, no. You pray in faith believing. Nothing wavering. Nothing wavering. The Bible said when you ask, ask in faith. You have not because you ask not. And when you ask and don't have, it's because we ask amiss, James said. When we ask, we ask in faith. Believing that it shall be done nothing wavering. So what, what does that mean? That means I'm going to ask God. I'm going to believe it shall be done. And if it is not done today, tomorrow, next year, next decade, or next half a century, I'm not going to waver in my faithfulness to God. I'm going to continue to be faithful. I'm going to continue to be focused. I'm going to continue to worship him. I'm going to continue to love others. I'm going to continue to pray. And I'm going to pray without ceasing. I'm not praying just one time. I'm going to bring it to him every time I come to him in prayer. If it's on my heart, it's going to be before his throne i'm going to bring it to god in prayer hallelujah i'm going to pray without ceasing until the lord moves i love it uh, you know when you pray it's the most wonderful glorious out outstanding experiences you can have with god you commune with god and he communes with you he talks to you there was a there was a, a man of God who who prayed about about a about a particular man of God who had passed away. He passed away a at a young age. It was untimely, and it made no sense to the onlookers, to the observers. You know how that is. You've been there before. You see somebody who you hoped and prayed and believed would be healed, and then God took them. And you wondered and you said, why in the world did that happen? And, and, and I'll dare say, it even challenged your faith. And this particular pastor was challenged in his faith because his pastor friend passed away at such a young age and it just didn't make any sense to him. And he said, God, why? Why did you take him? We had hoped, prayed, and believed that he would be healed. And so many others are healed. And yet this man was not healed. And, and he prayed unto God. For two years he prayed. And it, every now and then he would come back to God and say, with no answer, 
Lord, why? Why did you do it? Just satisfy my spirit. I have this question that won't go away. Why did you not heal him and spare his life? And he prayed this for a while until one day in prayer, the Lord spoke to him and said, don't ask me again. And in that moment, he received total closure and left all of it to the providence and the wisdom of God. You don't get that if you're not praying. And you can spend your life wondering, wondering, sad, sorrowful, and questioning of why God did or didn't or what would have happened or could have happened, what should have happened if God knew how to be a better God. And you start, you start questioning things you don't need to question because you're not taking it to God in prayer and resolving it in the prayer closet. All things are resolved in a closet of prayer. If you're going to write anything down, write that down. All things are resolved in a closet of prayer. Everything, every feeling that you can't seem to get over, whether that feeling is an offense towards someone, whether that feeling is a struggle or a temptation you have in your flesh, whether that feeling is a question about even the existence of God, everything is resolved in prayer. It's in prayer that you find out, oh, he's real. Oh, my, he's real. Because I, I, when I wasn't praying and I was just leaving myself to all these questions and wondering and, and thinking things through, I, 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 was, I, was, I was floating from thought to thought. But when I got to God and started talking to him in prayer, I don't know how to explain it, but he confirmed it to me. And when you're going about your day Two years later, two weeks later, two months later, two decades later, and you start having those old doubts and old questions and old fears come back on you, go right back into that prayer room and touch God again. Let deep call unto deep. Oh, hallelujah. Woo. Glory to God. I've never seen somebody come out of a sweet hour of prayer with, with tear -stained, a tear-stained face saying they didn't believe in God. I've never seen that. I have seen a lot of people say, I'm not going to pray because I don't believe in him. But I've never seen somebody pray and touch him and come away not believing. Because he's here. And you can talk to him. And he will commune with you. Hallelujah. I just spoke with my Aunt Annette. We call her Aunt Bobby. And she, of course, Sister Elms, her... Her husband, Pastor Royce Elms, passed away of a massive heart attack at the age of 70. It was, it, it was so unexpected. It, it was in the middle of the day. It was, it was just after Thanksgiving. It was, it was so untimely, so unexpected. Didn't make a, a bit of sense. And it so throttled her in that moment. But, but that's been 10 years. And she was sharing with me this week as we were with them for a a birthday celebration for my mother. And she said to me, she said, she said, I wouldn't trade the communion I've had with God in these last 10 years for anything in the world. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. She said, he is so precious to me. Oh, hallelujah. 
Oh, hallelujah. She, kept, she would say, why, God, why? And the Lord would say to her so gently, will you deny me calling my child home? She would say, why, God, why, God? And he would say, will you deny your husband's desire to be with me? Will you trust me that I know how to be a good God? I'm going to tell you, people can't make you believe that. But when you're in a prayer room, shut in with God, in a secret place, beholding his power, seeking his face. <laughs> Hallelujah. He'll speak things to your spirit. And he'll settle things in your soul. And he'll place a foundation under the feet. Hallelujah. And he'll order your steps. And he'll give you new direction. And he'll take away the fear. And he'll Take away the doubt and he'll take away all of those nagging questions that the accuser of the brethren tries to bring into your life. I'm telling you, this is a key to victorious living. Hallelujah. If you feel hindered to pray because you've got something unresolved in your spirit, some mistake you keep making, some failure that you keep exhibiting... Get that out there before God and say, Lord, I need you to cleanse me of this. I need you to wash me of this. I need you to forgive me of this. Help me to overcome this in Jesus' name. And then you talk to him with a clean conscience. You pray to him with a clean conscience. Hey, you say, but I've got to struggle. Keep struggling then. Keep fighting. Don't give up. Keep fighting. Don't, don't, don't stop coming to church because you've got to struggle. Don't stop praying because you've got to struggle. Samson had a struggle too. He struggled against that lion. You think that was a cakewalk when he killed that lion I mean it's easy to just read through it yeah a lion jumped out and Samson killed it all right next verse that was a struggle the lion jumps out and he's got his hands full Samson does with a lion it was a struggle and I wonder how many times in that struggle Samson wondered whether he was going to live or die and I wonder how many times in your struggle you wonder if you're going to live or die. But thank God Samson didn't stop struggling because the end of the story is he got the victory. And the end of your story, if you'll keep on fighting, is you have the victory. Don't let your struggles prevent you from walking with God, living for God, serving God. Continue to fight, continue to struggle until you have that lion under your feet. Glory to God. Pray, 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 pray. Don't be hindered by the thought that I don't have anything to pray about. Oh, you got a lot to pray about. You got a lot of folks to pray about. You just take a real quick, everybody just kind of scan this audience real quick, real, just real fast, just real fast. You got three seconds. One, Mississippi, two, Mississippi, three. You just saw a lot of things to pray about. A lot of folks to pray for. Hallelujah. You, 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 each one of you have circumstances right now in your life that you would love to know another saint of God, a precious saint of God is calling your name out in prayer. Even if they don't know what you're going through or what you're up against, but they're calling your name, holding your name before God. Hallelujah. When somebody is on your heart, pray for them. Hallelujah. I said when somebody's on your heart, pray for them. That, that's not just coming across your mind because you've got some kind of an attention deficit situation and and you just think about this, that, this, and that. No, no, no. That's come to your mind because God is calling you to intercede on their behalf. My God. Yes, Lord. 
Yes, Hallelujah. Don't, don't ever think you don't have something to pray about. You've got a lot to pray about. Keep on praying. It puts you in connection with God. Every glorious experience I've had with the Lord has had some connection to prayer. Every one of them. And I wouldn't trade them for anything. Jacob laid his head down upon a rock. I'm coming to a close. Jacob laid his head down upon a rock. And when he did, the Bible says there was, an angel, there was a ladder. The, the bottom of the ladder had reached to where Jacob was. And the top of the ladder was reaching into the heavens. And upon that ladder were angels ascending and descending. And, and I've always thought of that as being that picture of angels ascending and descending upon the ladder like, like God was showing Jacob his power and his glory. And he unfurled the ladder and angels were floating up and angels were floating down. And it was this beautiful scene. And, and I, as I began to learn more of the way the Spirit operates, I began to realize that's not what was happening. Jacob was just observing a random moment in the kingdom. The angels were ascending and descending because they were coming and going. They were busy. They were active. They were dispatched and being dispatched. And they were ascending and descending. And if you could see a, a random moment in the kingdom, you would see angels active. Active, coming, going, doing, going, being dispatched. Hallelujah. You don't see that stuff unless you're praying. You don't encounter that stuff unless you're praying. You don't encounter that stuff when you're stuck behind the veil of your flesh. And, and this is and anything that tantalizes your natural senses. That's all you'll focus on. Then you'll never see the ladder where the angels ascend and descend. You'll never see the glory of the Lord that is at the top of the ladder. Hallelujah. That happens in prayer. Hallelujah. And I want you to know... That it is, in fact, a ladder. There is a ladder that, that, that falls from glory to wherever you are, to whatever pit you're in. It comes directly to you, Jacob. It comes directly to where you are. He was confused. He was panicked. He was frustrated. He was lonely. And the ladder came right down to where he was. And I don't know where you are, but if you'll pray, you'll see the rung of a ladder that you can put your hand around and you can put your foot on it and you can start climbing. Keep on climbing. At the top of that ladder is the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. That's what prayer is. Prayer is the ladder that takes you from wherever you are and transports you into the presence of the Most High God. Why don't we stand to our feet right now. Lift our hands to heaven. And just let the Lord minister to us. And let's. I, here's what I want us to do for just a moment. I want us to thank God for the gift of prayer that he has given to his people. That gives us access out of this world. And into the presence and the glory of the Lord. Come on let's do it right now. Let's do it right now. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Lord for prayer. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of prayer. Thank you, Lord, for this great gift you have given to us that allows us to look into the heavens. Glory to God. 
Glory to God. Come on, let's be specific with our prayers from now on. Let's get into it and say, God, I want you to bring blessings. Hey, let me tell you what else you ought to pray. Not just pray specifics. Pray the scriptures. Pray the word of the Lord. Open up your mouth and and pray those holy scriptures. Hallelujah. That came from a holy men of old as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Last night I had to pray. I I went to pray. My brother and I were together. We went to pray and our wives for a young lady that grew up in our church in Indiana. And she is, and I want you to pray for her. Her name is Tiffany Chavez. And uh, she is going through a deep, deep trial. And her life is at stake. And I want you to pray for her, if you will, with me. Call her name out in prayer. Tiffany Chavez. And ask God to heal her body. She needs God to move on her behalf in a mighty way. As we prayed for her and wept over her in that intensive care. She's only 39 years old. I began to pray the scriptures. Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid to pray those scriptures. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I I feel like there's somebody here tonight that's going through something and you've tried to reason through it and you've tried to sort through it and you've tried to, you've been worried about it. You're trying to strategize as to how to handle it. And God just sent me here tonight to tell you it's time to pray about it. It's time to submit it to God in prayer. It's time to release it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Release it into the waters of prayer. Hallelujah. Release it into the waters of prayer. Cast thy bread upon the waters. After so many days, it will return again unto you. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. How many want some victory tonight? How many need some victory? I want want you to consider whatever it is that's, that's stealing your victory. I want you to begin to release that to God in prayer right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I'm not going to worry about it for one more day. I'm going to let you take care of this and I'm going to keep on praying. I need you to work it out. Lord, I need you to change it or change me, one of the two. Hallelujah. If it's changing me, let thy will be done. Hallelujah. If it's changing me for the good and for your glory, let thy will be done. If it's your will for this thing to change, change it, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Have your way, have your way, have your way, have your way. Lord, I pray for Tiffany Chavez right now in the name of Jesus that you'll move into that hospital room where she is and deliver her from that bed of affliction right now in Jesus' name. Lift her up and let her stand, oh God. Lift her up and let her stand right now in the name of Jesus. Strengthen her, Lord. Strengthen her right now, O oh God. We curse this disease in Jesus' name. The blood of Jesus curses this disease in Jesus' name. 
The blood of Jesus brings the blessing of the Lord into that circumstance right now. Come on, if you need healing in your life, you go ahead and reach out for it right now. You're welcome to come to the front of this house. Hallelujah. Stay where you are. Walk these aisles, whatever you feel to do. But the Holy Ghost is in this house. Call unto God in prayer and know that he is here. He is here. He is here. He has heard your cry. Thank you, Jesus. I refuse to be defeated when I can pray. I refuse to be defeated when I can pray. And it doesn't matter how hopeless the situation. I can always pray. It can always be resolved in prayer. Hallelujah. I will emerge from this prayer with peace of mind. I will emerge from this prayer with resolution in my spirit. I will emerge from this prayer with confidence to keep on walking. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Worship you. Oh, worship you. Hallelujah. Oh, our God, enter in. perfume His awesome presence Holy ground, so calm and bound. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
Let's worship the Lord together. Let's worship the Lord together. Thank you, Jesus. 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 I want to I want to close out, but I want to share with you one final account. For the JT Pugh, one of the great men of God in my life and in throughout Pentecost. He was praying one morning at his church around six in the morning. He entered into the presence of the Lord in a beautiful way. He could nearly feel the Lord. He said it was so tangible. It was, I was there and I felt it. He said, I, I spoke with God and God with me. And he, and he enjoyed that. He went home. When he went home, he got a little cup of coffee, sat down, opened his Bible and began to look into the word of the Lord. About an hour passed and a phone call came. He answered the phone. The man on the other end said, Brother Pugh, he said, you don't know me. He said, I tracked your number down. I go to Brother Dean's church in Louisiana. He said, I was in prayer this morning. And when I was in prayer, around the same time Brother Pugh was in prayer, he said, I, I entered by way of vision into the presence of God. He said, I stood before the throne of God. He said, while I was there, you entered before the throne of God. He said, I watched you and God commune with one another. Brother Pugh knew from his own experience that he had had that moment with God. But it was confirmed by a brother in Christ who was there too. Hallelujah. It, it's so much bigger than just you talking into the air. You're walking into the presence of the Most High God. Whether you're in Texas or Louisiana or Cincinnati or in a hospital or in a courtroom, wherever you are, when you open your mouth and your deep calls unto His deep, you enter into the throne room of God and it's Him and it's you and you're safe in the presence of God. Hallelujah. I want to encourage all of us as we go from this house to enter into the throne room of God. Enter into the presence of God. Why don't we do it right now? Bow down before His throne and enter in and call upon His mighty name and cry out unto Him for He is great and greatly to be praised. He is great and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God.